0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Household and Homestead. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a little bit of time. Um, I think COVID was probably whenever we were doing more of these. Now we're we're back to talk about something that's not often discussed, um, but should be, mm-hmm. but should be often discussed. Uh, if you guys are looking for places to find more episodes, you can find Household and Homestead on any feed where you find your local podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts or... Spotify or blah 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 blah. Um, you can also find it on sermonaudio.com. Search keyword we are Christchurch to find the archives as we like to call it. The archives. I mean, I feel like that makes us more legitimate whenever we can say go to the archives
1: for thousands of resources. Thousands,
0: literally thousands of resources to help you um, better live the Christian life and serve the Lord Jesus.
1: Amen. Indeed.
0: Today we got a fun topic though. Um <clears throat> no COVID. Uh, but Pastor mm. Brandon,
1: where, where are we going? What? Today we are talking about the talk. The talk. The talk. This is household <laughs> and homestead. We talk about all things family. Mm-hmm. Family related. That's right. Family farm related. Right. Family fun related. <laughs> and, and one the of the most important things is having the talk with your kids. Having the talk with the kids. That's
0: right. I should also take a minute to say that if you have animals on your property,
1: it does make it a lot easier. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. That, in fact, precipitates much of the talk in our house. That's right. How's your farm doing, by the way? It's
0: doing good, man. We have ducks now. What? We have ducks and quail. We have ducks and quail. Um, Our ducks have laid eggs and are setting them on their own, so we're going to see if we have ducklings in the backyard. I'm looking
1: forward to getting some of those quail from you. We will eat. Well, man,
0: so I'm about to call a bunch of them here in about three weeks, so you should come by and we'll, we'll, we'll divvy them up.
1: I'm, I'm wondering if I should uh, raise my own flock or, or just trade with you. or They seem so easy. Well, you have sheep now, right? Don't you have sheep? We got sheep and
0: mm. rabbits and turkey. See I, I see, I see swaps coming up, man. But see, I can only have about 40 at a time in my cages. I've got about a 5-foot by 16-foot, 6-foot tall space. We let them fly, you know, give them a little bit of room. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, and so because of that... I can only really fit about 40 to 50 at a time in a space like that. So that might not be enough to fully supply both of
1: our homes. But maybe it would. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, it's not the only source of meat. Just, That's also just true. Just one. That's just also one. true.
0: I'm going to have about 20 ducks here, though, in about a month and a half. I like that. So that is very exciting. For me.
1: We recently um, we raised our two weathers, two, two male sheep. Yeah. And it was such a great experience. We processed them and we... Um, Ate them, and it was so delicious. It was such a great experience that I decided to get a flock. So I have yeah. four uh, ewes and one buck. And um, They're bucks. Oh. They're not rams. They're called bucks. The rams and you No, they're rams. I they're think rams. rams. Yeah, oh, okay. I get them mixed up with deer occasionally. And you can actually interchange some of the words. But, yeah, I want to raise up my own. And so why are you doing all this, though? Why do you have a little family farm?
0: Oh, I have many reasons. Which ones do? are we allowed to say on the air? I don't know.
1: All of the above. All
0: right. Well, here we go. So the first reason, obviously, is uh, it's fun with my kids. They have a lot of fun. Like, we go outside. We take care of the animals. My oldest daughter has a literal chicken leash that she puts our chickens wow. on and walks them around. We're real weird, obviously. Yeah. As long as it's not on a cat. <laughs> it's not on a cat, no. And then we also did it because, so first off, it's fun with the kids. It gives everybody something to do. helps with work work ethic. All those kinds of fun things. But also... Um, Whenever COVID first hit and all the food scare questions kind of went into play, I realized that I don't know how to do any of this. Sure. Like if we, if a scenario enters in which I don't know, we can't find ready access to food because remember the beef, all the protein shortages, honestly, back in March and April of last year, beef was running out, chicken was running out, they just didn't have it in the stores. And so when I realized that that could be a thing that would happen maybe on a larger scale potentially- I was like, oh, well, I should learn how to do these things. So really, it's me learning. It's me doing it wrong a lot.
1: Working to learn. Yeah.
0: And then eventually I figure out, oh, this works or this doesn't. Like, I'm going to do okra this year because I've learned that okra is incredibly prolific. Down here. Yeah. You don't have to do anything here. You that's just right. put it in the ground. You don't even have to water it. It grows and produces, you know, probably about 5 to 10 pounds yeah, worth right. of okra per plant. They're so Just
1: working to learn. I mean, you, yeah. you probably won't ever work to earn. No. But um you'll be able to develop skills to pass down to your kids.
0: And my kids, my kids can work to earn though.
1: That's the cool they part. They might be able to um, They can make a little money. Well, in each one of these things, if you really learn the the process and you really learn the industry, mm-hmm. they're all scalable. That's right. There are plenty of people that do begin small and then they make a scalable business. Right. That's that right. someone can do that earns a living. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to earn a living off a quail at this point, but it is scalable. There are people who have and do earn yeah. a living's off of quail.
0: In fact, a farmer who lives in a quail farmer, like that's what they do, that lives in Brobridge, came to my house and bought quails from me. That's amazing because he wanted the particular variety that we had. Like Way they drove from Brobridge and Way bought go. like eight or ten of
1: them or something. I need to get some too. It was cool. I'm basically doing it to stick it to the man. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> like your better. We'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm a Gen Xer, man. I, you know, I rage against the machine. That's what I'm... I'm raising little fuzzy farm animals becoming Old McDonald Independent. To rage against the machine. I like
0: it. <laughs>
1: if you raise your own food, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Mm, mm. We're getting close. We? <laughs> so, well, and part of having this family farm... It's certainly not a family farm without the kids, right? Right. That's why we call this show the household and the homestead. That's right. I believe the household is something that needs to be reinvigorated, rediscovered. It's a mm. the primary institution mm. in Bible times. Mm. We want to reinvigorate re-in- the institution of the household. Right. One of our strategies for our church is building back better households, mm. make households great again. <laughs> That's what we're up to, but also the homestead where households are becoming more independent. They're right. independent right. in in their food, they're independent in their skills and their knowledge. They're right. working together as a family mm. to produce a product. Right now, we don't have necessarily um, a productive family and a household business yet, mm. but we're kind of all of this is just laying the baby, uh, putting taking the baby steps toward that productive household that mm-hmm. productive economic unit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the the subject of home economics would mean something again mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because we're mm-hmm. producing a product or de- or delivering a service, right. and we're passing down this skill and this capital down to the next generation. Mm. You see, that's why I'm st- I say we're sticking it to the man because I do believe that's the number one threat to statism mm. is the household, yeah. and especially the household who's developing productive property. Right. And in, in, in our case, a little homestead as, as the baby steps of that. Right. Right. Absolutely. So that's a little of the philosophical background for this whole um, mm, episode. I like but, it. But part of that philosophy is you got to teach your children where babies come from. <laughs> got to teach them to be fruitful and multiply. You can't leave that to the government to do.
0: Right. That's right. Well, what are they going to tell them in the first place, especially nowadays? I see the statistics that we have in the notes. A third,
1: a third of kids coming up today profess to be bisexual. A fifth, a fifth. That's crazy. One-fifth of Jin. that's 20 percent, Z, professes some form of bisexuality. Now that doesn't mean that they all are homosexual, but they profess the curiosity, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they profess to be bisexual. Yeah, our world is um, perverted and is actively engaged in discipleship. mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God created them, male and female in the image of God he created them Mm -hmm. and if you want to rebel against God you got to go right there to you know that's the jugular that's the heart Mm -hmm. you got to rebel against that basic reality Mm -hmm. and say there's no male and female right because there is no God that's right and evolution implies no male and female evolution implies 37 genders it's random it's chaotic it's not purposeful biology there's no design or purpose to biology Mm. Evolution implies sodomy, homosexuality, bestiality, incest, um, 35 genders. Mm. That's what—that's the Darwinistic worldview fleshed out all the way. Mm. But in Christianity, we believe in the dignity of man, the humanity of man, mm. the reality and the essence of genders. Mm. And so we're teaching all of these things to our children. We're making sure we protect our children from the perverts mm. and from the prudes mm. Mm. and teaching them... Um, the proper biblical understanding of sex education. Amen. right? Amen. And, uh, you know, and we have right here in the notes to talk about this a little bit, but the uh, church has not been a big help in this area. The institution of the church, I should say, generally. Say it louder. Say it louder for the people in the back. Let me say it this way. Youth groups are greenhouses for fornication. Yes. And. And sodomy. (laughs) There it is. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Look,
0: okay, so... Confessions of a Former Youth Pastor. I should write this book. I remember coming up in youth groups as a as a kid, and I knew what, whenever I got hired as a youth pastor, what was that, probably seven years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that? Not at this church, at a previous church. I knew the things, the pitfalls, the things to avoid, the... No lock-ins. We ain't doing none of that nonsense. You're going to put you know, 17, uh, 13-year-olds who just discovered that they have genitals in a room together all night? That is a terrible
1: idea. That doesn't, that doesn't take a lot of thought. we got to think through this more, man. Right. Ugh. But all these different pieces. Can you imagine all the married couples having a lock-in? <laughs> like, people would think, what in the world? <laughs> well, I think they called
0: those swinger parties back in the days, wasn't that? ooh we Key parties,
1: like something like that? That sounds appropriate. Not appropriate. Now, what is a greenhouse? A greenhouse provides the perfect environment Mm. for little seedlings, the little passions, the romantic feelings to grow grow and to blossom. It's only natural. Mm -hmm. You -hmm. see, uh, social intimacy, relational intimacy, the intimacy of touch Mm -hmm. and looks and glances and Mm -hmm. dancing slowly and mood and music and mm-hmm. words of affirmation, these are all the early stages of romance. Read Song of Solomon. Right, that's this right. This is how sexual um, uh, desire is aroused. This is how another person is wooed or, or romanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, in the Church, we are providing these atmospheres.
0: Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm.
1: Christian school celebrates proms and homecomings where people are literally expressing horizontal desires vertically, where they are <laughs> bumping and grinding <laughs> on each other. right. And I know of one particular prom where the chaperones, while standing creepily along the wall, watching this um, sexual arousal, Mm -hmm. and anyone who doesn't think slow dancing is sexual arousal is foolish. (laughs) Ask any dude if he's aroused. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. is objective fact Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Everyone who wants to know knows. Correct. Correct. All the creeps Correct. watch around the room, right? And I know of this one where they literally had a spotlight, and we're going somewhere with this. A spotlight, and when the kids did what you naturally do when you are cultivating intimacy and mm-hmm. sexual arousal, mm-hmm. they would spotlight them literally, hit like. them with the high beams, <laughs> okay. Okay, so take all this together. What I'm saying is the church and the Christian school is creating a greenhouse, and when it finally bears fruit, Mm. then they gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, Mm -hmm. hold hands. Pet one another, kiss one another, stare into each other's eyes, spend long, lonely, or long, uh, you know, solo, private time together, mm-hmm. sharing thoughts and dreams and hopes. Pretend basically like you're married. You're 14 years old. You are barely mm-hmm. sanctified by the Spirit of God. You're making all this provision for the flesh. Mm-hmm. The flesh is getting nourished, nutrient is getting all the nutrients, all the water, all the sunshine it needs. And then when it finally bears fruit, mm-hmm. which is natural, right. that's how it. That's how it works, guys. God made it that way. Then they're like <laughs> sinner. Gotcha, sinner. Mm. So it's this How
0: dare you do that thing that we've been slowly guiding you to for the last time? You two
1: years. get in the back seat, but don't have sex.
0: <laughs> or we'll get you. It's this creepy. We're going to turn the lights down s- way low. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you guys in here with some romantic tunes. Now, don't touch each other. And
1: then when you touch, we're going to spotlight you. <laughs> yeah, that's because, wild. You know, because we're not legalists mm. like Christchurch, we're not legalists. <laughs> No, listen, this is some form Uh. of creepy prudishness blended with perversion. Mm, mm. It's satanic.
0: Mm.
1: They are putting kids in homosexual, sodomite, fornication greenhouses, Mm -hmm. providing all the nutrients, all the atmosphere, even the whole worldview of antinomianism, the total lawlessness, not preaching the whole counsel of God as it pertains to fleeing youthful lusts, Mm as it pertains to controlling oneself, as it pertains to all of not making provision for the flesh, all that the Bible says about that. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally bears fruit, then the kids get shamed. Then they have to go in front of the youth group and confess what they did. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I have a lifelong mission of exposing that um, and, and making sure that we develop a culture at Christ Church which is honoring to God, Amen. chaste, mm-hmm. faithful, And not filled with shame and guilt. Right. Not filled with shame and guilt. Avoids it from the beginning. Yeah, because we're we're not (laughs) cultivating it. Right. Of course, when people sin, they sin, and there's forgiveness for that. Mm -hmm. But what sort of a thing is there for a church that cultivates it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when they finally get what they've been cultivating, they shame. Mm -hmm. That's demonic. Not going to go there. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. And, and, And one of the ways we avoid all of this is... By having having the talk, having the talk. That's what, we have so many shows to do on this. We have a lot of shows coming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. about this area of teens and children and sex. We got a lot to talk about. Right. Okay, but this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. The importance of having the talk. You got to have it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
1: the church is not gonna correct. The church institutional is going to actually, in many ways, work <laughs> against you.
0: Oh dang! It's a, Your kids
1: need to know what's happening to them.
0: We need to say that part loud, though. Whose job is it
1: to have the talk? Parents. Boom. Mom and dad. That's your job. It's your responsibility. Absolutely. God has given them to you, to steward, Mm -hmm. and you are to teach them the whole counsel of God. Mm -hmm. The dad, especially, is as a prophet, priest, and king Mm -hmm. in his own family. Mm -hmm. He is to be king, and that is to enforce the rules of God's law. Mm -hmm. He is to be prophet, to warn. He is to be priest to intercede on behalf of his child, to ask God for grace, that they might walk in his ways virtuously. Amen. The the parent is responsible. Not the church, not the school, certainly not the government. But (laughs) you don't want the people with the guns giving the sex talks, right? Right. Right, okay. We got that. (laughs) The parents are the Uh. ones who have the responsibility, and they had better. It is important to do because... Um, out there in the world, mm-hmm. even in the institutional church, mm-hmm. you 're not getting any help no. you 're not getting any help
0: right right man, I, I want to say so many things like ask so many I know we 're going to do shows about the practicalities of it later, and we 're like... going
1: to do a show next time on teaching your children about sex informally mm. and then we 're going to do a ah. show on teaching them about sex formally.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about helping categories.
1: them helping them make the transition from single to married, mm. delivering your daughters as chaste and pure virgins just like Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians. Mm. You know, uh, um, obtaining a wife in in holiness and, and and without defrauding your brother as Paul talks about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all these different things. Today it's important to every for everyone just to tune in, to listen. Mm. Can you say tune in anymore? Yeah, why not? Tune why in. in. Yeah. Click the click play. If you don't do it Download, subscribe Someone else is doing it That's exactly right The neighborhood right. kid is telling them something And the neighborhood That's right. uh, Neighborhood kid's niece that comes hanging out on the weekends is That's telling right. them
0: That's right you know, Somebody's if telling them You gotta be out in front We knew with our kids So Marie is 11? I think she's 11 now We knew early on that um, there was no waiting to have these kind of conversations I think that we broached the subject with her whenever she was around 8 or 9 Because we knew we had to <coughs> we couldn't we couldn't wait that long because she was uh, inquisitive well she was inquisitive but also we knew the world that we were living in yes yeah, right sure. like we we hang out with folks at times um, that not necessarily is a part of our church or maybe even is that might not hold the same standards as us and we didn't want to run the risk of
1: sure having well, somebody else you, introduce well, and, the subject first and you don't want it to be like it's some deep dark secret you know taboo, right? That we don't talk about. It's That's best right. just go ahead and start talking about it. And you see, now we're getting into our show next week. <laughs> but just real quick, just go ahead and get started at an early age, right? At an age appropriate, proportional mm. level, mm. using euphemism when necessary, so that when they have questions, you answer them, and over time they learn more and they learn more. This is informal instruction. We're, right. we're going to do more of that next week, right? right. But right. yeah, but it's important to go ahead and do it. Our, you Absolutely. know, we had uh, animals for almost all of my our child's life. Mm. And so, wow um, A lot easier You know, the cows got out And um, <laughs> ran over to the neighbor's property And his bull um, Was a bull It's not as bad as it sounds Acted like a bull He was on the other side of the fence So it wasn't as bad as it could have been um, And uh, But he ran up on them near the fence And, you know, we got in the car later After we rescued the cows and brought them back And one of my kids was like Are our cows pregnant now? <laughs> They're all sit. all three of my little ones are sitting in the back seat. My older, my older, you know, this is, that's is a different story for her, but the, the three <laughs> younger ones, the three younger ones sitting in the back seat and they're like, are they pregnant now? And it was my wife or I, we said, no, that's not how it works. And we thought it would be done with that. <laughs> and then they said, how does it work? <laughs> You see, of course, they already, they kind of already knew because they um, study bees. We have bees. Right. You know, my son has drawn a, a bee mating diagram back when he was in second grade for <laughs> his teacher.
0: He knows how it works, he, it works like this. He even had, he had all the words,
1: the scientific data, and his teacher had to come to us and say, just so you know, you know, <laughs> this is going on. Drawn. I was like, yep, you know, that's he how knows. it goes. <laughs> that's a drone. That's the queen. You know, that's how it works. So, yeah, that's how it, you know, that was one of many informal. Yeah. Um, opportunities that we seized in that moment. Right, right. And so, you know, it, 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 as they come up. But, you know, just take anything from this particular podcast today. It's important to do it. You got to do it.
0: You got to have the talk. Well, listen, Deuteronomy chapter parents, 6. With your children.
1: Deuteronomy chapter 6 says to the fathers, to the mothers, that they have to teach their children all that the Lord has commanded, Amen. It's supposed to be a part of your life. It's Supposed to be written on the doorsteps. Mm. You're supposed to talk to them with, uh, talk to them about about it as you walk along the way, as you rise up, and as you go to bed. Right. Everyone's familiar with Deuteronomy chapter six. Right. It's supposed to be a way of life, Amen. All of life is to be communicated to the child through the lens of the Bible, Amen. Including uh, sex, sex education.
0: Mm.
1: Proverbs chapter five is a beautiful example. I love it. We'll close with this. All right, go. He warns his son of the crafty woman. All of Proverbs is warning his son, and one of the things he warns them about are the two types of crafty women—them dead gum women. Two types of crafty <laughs> women, not the Proverbs thirty-one woman, not the virtuous woman. Oh no, that's a know. good one. You we'll see, that's that that's where he, the son is being told what to look for. Mm-hmm. This is how to find a, a compatible spouse, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're warned about the crafty woman—the one who's who's out in the in the city gates, and, you know, driven by ambition. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got a sharp. Uh, A sharp, uh, she's got, uh, what do you you say, a short skirt and a long jacket, cutting through red tape (laughs) with a machete. She's that ambitious, hard-charging, corporate climbing um, Mm. at the gates, um, trying to be the head instead of the tail, sort of a crafty woman. You Mm. got that one type. And then there's the other, the seductress, whose lips drip like honey. Mm. And um, Mm. so he's warning his son. But notice what he's not doing. He's not, you know, he's not like being silent and being prudish. Mm Mm-hmm. He's showing. He's not. This is not repression. It's direction. Mm-hmm. He's teaching his son what sex is for, how to how the positive, um, you know, outlet for it that God has designed in mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. He, he's teaching his son to drink from his own well, to to in, in, to love the embrace of his his own wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All of this is exe- exemplified for us in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The parents are responsible, and the parents must engage in having the talk but even even that expression is is not helpful. It's not like this one time thing you do. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a life of interpreting all of life mm-hmm. through the lens of God's word, yeah. including uh sex.
0: Our kids don't let it be a a one time conversation anyway. They yeah, when we have the the subject broaching moment and then a few days later. So, yeah. oh dad, you said this can you tell me more? <laughs> yeah. And if you
1: answer their questions proportionally mm-hmm. as they are younger and they get older, they'll want to talk to you about this. That's stuff. right. That's right. And, and they won't be off to deal with these things uh, on their own.
0: Yeah. You want to be the subject master here, not the yeah. television. And, or and you want to
1: just answer it straight up, not, you know, mm-hmm. matter of fact, no taboo. Right. No, nothing perverted or weird about this. This is how it is.
0: This is how God made it. This is it. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Household and the Homestead. Um, we'll be talking more in our next couple of episodes coming up in the few next following few weeks about how to do it. So both the... Uh, what were the terms you used? Informal and formal instruction. Informal and formal instruction. And how to make this uh, raising up your children in the image of God a pattern of life as well. Uh, if you're looking for... Ways to get more information about this subject or other subjects taught by us here at Christchurch. You can go to wearechristchurch.com and click the media page to find things there. You can also go uh, on any place that you find podcasts and search Household and Homestead, or you can go to SermonAudio.com and search keyword We Are Christchurch. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next time.